Yeah, so we all like the earth. You know, where are you going to go? <laughs> we all like the earth. <laughs> where are you, where do you think you're going to go? I don't. Where does anybody think you're going to go? This is something that the older I get, the more confused I am by this hatred of the earth that people have. We're earthlings, people. Yes, earthlings. We the are. The was in the name. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. This episode of Hey You Know It has a brief but frank discussion of sexual assault and domestic violence in the segment where we discuss... Uh, Katie and I going to see Lorena Bobbitt speak. So we just thought we'd let you know before you get into the episode. And now you know. All right, so March 4th, March the 4th be with you. March the... <laughs> we're, 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 we're stepping into March. Yeah, we're celebrating all things March. Because yeah, there's so much happening in March. There's a lot going on. And uh, Katie and I have uh, different interpretations Right. Of March that it's we're going to bring to you. Like when the cold of winter is is almost over. Yeah. And you have a couple of days where you're like, oh, look, there's a daffodil coming up. And then the next day it's frozen and dead. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, But there's a lot of action in March. And yeah. So we thought we'd address all things March. Yeah, we have to. All right. So I'll let you kick off. What do you have for March? Okay. So one of the holidays or holidays or celebrations that you have is International Women's Day. Yay. I feel like we don't celebrate that one enough in the U.S. Yes, it's March 8th, okay. and this day has occurred well over a century. The first one was in uh, 1911. Okay. In Europe, I'm going to guess? Yes. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the kind of culture yeah, yeah. that would appreciate women. Right. So, uh, yeah, so this is, um, this is a, gosh, the history of International Women's Day. Um in 1908, there was a great unrest and critical debate occurring amongst women, mm-hmm. um, talking about oppression and inequality, and it spurred women to become more vocal and active and campaign for change. Mm-hmm. So in 1908, 15,000 women marched through New York City demanding shorter hours, better pay, and voting rights. Nice. And so it went on, and every year there was um, something else. And then it kind of like... For, after 1917, <laughs> it kicked off. And, uh, no, there was like this big gap, and then it was celebrated again in 1975. Wow! Yeah. So they managed to beat it down until the 70s, yeah. <laughs> until after the sexual revolution. Right, right. I think it's interesting that the first things that people are agit- women are agitating towards for the same thing as everybody. We want to work less. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, oh, that's. Yes. It's the problem. I read that millennials now are trying to push for a four-day work week. I'm like, go for it. Do it. Yeah. I'm all for four-day four, work week. Yes. probably cares? one of the smarter things yeah. that you could do nowadays. Yes. Is have the four-day work Because there's not enough work as it is. And let's not all pretend how, how, you know, how much we are working <laughs> on the job. <laughs> no one's doing 40 hours a week of what? But the thing is, I, I see that so many um, people are so stressed out and they have so much anxiety. They can't work effectively. They can't work. Eff- yeah, absolutely. They cannot. And you and can't get anything done. 
Right, if you've only got those two days off, Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. to take care of all of your errands, to take care of family stuff, things to do with friends, you want to have hobbies, mm-hmm. you want to go somewhere, a four-day work week would open all that up. Absolutely. And people, for a lot of professions, you could probably still get all the work done. Yeah. In fact, you might just get it done quickly and yeah. move on. Exactly. Um, so it's the... How do we celebrate <laughs> International Women's Day? How about equal pay? We yeah. can, we can. <laughs> How about giving us that extra seventeen percent. I, I, I don't. I don't think anybody really celebrates. It's just. It's a lot more work, and it's a lot more. Um, it's a, a higher profile day, mm-hmm. just to keep the momentum going. Yes. To, to look at for what equality is, for women. Right. Oh, I like it. Yeah. National Women's Day. So I have some stuff here about uh, March. There's a phrase called mad as a March hare. Mad as a March hare, So the March hare is known in popular literature from um, Lewis Carroll's, I forgot the name of it, Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the characters that's at the tea party. And he's hopping around like mad, and he's called the March hare. So I always wondered why is it called the March hare. Mm -hmm. So it's called the March hare because it comes from an, an idiomatic phrase from England that has to do with the fact that during March, the European hare is in the height of its mating season and is doing all kinds of strange behavior, mm-hmm. including boxing other hares, mm-hmm. hopping up and down for no reason. I mean, it's mating season, so obviously this is some kind of club dance and he's trying to attract ladies, mm-hmm. uh, and just darting around. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> just, just darting like around. A, yeah, like, don't act like that's so weird. What do people do? Mm-hmm. You know? So... Uh, it's a long-held view that they mar- hares will behave strangely and excitedly throughout the breeding season in Europe, which peaks in March. Um, a lot of abnormal behavior uh, has been observed throughout the ages, and they said they goes back to a poem in the 1500s, which says they then began to swerve and stare and be as brainless as a March hare. So it's, oh. this is something that has been observed over over time. Yeah. There are other phrases too. Um, that have are in the the written record that people are as not as mad not as a March hare but as a mad dog, right? So there's mm-hmm. some you know shades of madness going on right. about how people behave, and the phrase has been in continuous use since the 16th century, and as I said, most popularized by uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. So that's a March hare. Oh, I never, I never understood knew that. that character, and I. I don't know what your history is with Alice in Wonderland, but I never got it. Even as a child, I was like, this is weird. The whole thing, the whole story was weird. It was disturbing. I didn't quite delve into Alice in Wonderland because I didn't like it. I I knew there was a lot more going on that I wasn't understanding. I always felt as a girl that this girl was, there was somehow in danger Mm -hmm. in a way that, because you know when you're a kid, you feel danger in a Mm -hmm. different way. You're not exactly able to put a name to it or maybe mm-hmm. figure out exactly what it is but it's kind of like an ominous feeling mm-hmm. and I always felt that way about uh, Alice in Wonderland I always thought everybody was trying to trick her or get her to do something and for a little girl you're like eh, I don't know if this is something that I want to really yeah, that, it, engage with her right, it was not enjoyable for me and I was like don't eat that don't drink that yeah. why is she doing that why is she doing these things who are these uh, and the the version that I had was a kind of an old book, and the illustrations were not cute. Oh, right, right. Oh, that was really disturbing. So you have the the Mad Hatter who looks like a dirty old man, Mm -hmm. but is the size of a child. Yeah. 
uh, and this gigantic hat, and it just seems menacing. And then the March hair, and, and then, then the, 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 the mice, the cat, the, the Cheshire sure. cat. Yeah, all of this stuff. It looks like just a watchword for young girls to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> when you go out into the world. Um, so yeah, that's the March hair is about oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to add with um, the International Women's Day, and this was the thing that caught my attention, and I wanted to bring it up. Uh, just as a timeline mm-hmm. of rights. Okay. And yeah, go for just it. Just think about like, ugh. okay. We still don't have all of our rights. In 1965, the Supreme Court established the right of a married couple to use contraception. 65. Are you kidding me? Yes. Again, government out of bedroom. 1968, <laughs> uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, the president, signs an executive order prohibiting discrimination by government contractors requiring affirmative action plans for hiring women. Okay. We see how well that's done. Yes. 1969, California adopts the nation's first no-fault divorce law, Mm -hmm. allowing divorce by mutual consent. Nice. Okay. Yeah, because before that, women were trying to get divorced, and the husbands were like, no. Yeah. And then you you stayed in the marriage. Yeah. That was it. 1972, um... Title IX of the Education Amendments prohibits sex discrimination in all aspects of education programs that receive federal support. Yeah, so now we can get sports right. and funding for other things. Uh, 1973 is um, Roe v. Wade making abortion legal. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court, in a separate ruling, bans sex segregated help wanted advertising. Remember wow. before that, they could say, I only want yeah. men, I only want women. Yeah, that's right. Only men, basically. Uh, let's see. <laughs> 1974, housing discrimination on the base of sex and credit discrimination against women was outlawed. Yeah, I remember. This one always is interesting to me because I have a single mom and my mom had a house. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, like, did she have to wait until after 74 to get mm-hmm. a mortgage? Because Probably. she was a single woman, even though Probably. she made good money, yeah. uh, had several degrees, and, you know, was a, getting a regular government paycheck. You weren't allowed to have credit cards as a woman. Yeah, without a having man, a, man a man sign, sign for, for it. With then there's absolutely no evidence that men know how to handle finance. Yeah. Look around, look at the Fed. And should be in charge. <laughs> of with, anything. With somebody else's banking finance. system. Yeah. There's, I mean, it, the men and women probably do an equally poor job or equally good job. Of dealing with finances. 1975, the Supreme Court denies states the right to exclude women from juries. What? That's so crazy. Isn't this it? Is in, you know, I'm one. This is in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1980, Paula Hawkins of Florida, a Republican, becomes the first woman to be elected to the U.S. Senate without yes. following a husband or father into the job. 1980. How sad. 1981, Sandra Day O'Connor is the first woman to serve on the Supreme Court. I remember that. Right. Uh, 1983, Sally Ride became the first American woman sent into space. Uh, 1984, Geraldine Ferraro becomes the first woman to be nominated to be vice president on a major party ticket. I remember that, and I remember thinking, like, great, but I couldn't really understand why no one had done it before because I was only in fourth grade. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, really? These are milestones? Yeah. In 1986, the U.S. Supreme Court held that a work environment can be declared hostile or abusive because of discrimination based on sex, an important tool in sexual harassment cases. So 86. Bizarre. 89, the Supreme Court affirms the right for states to deny public funding for abortions. To and to prohibit 
public hospitals from performing abortions. Oh, yeah. This is the Reagan era, right? Right. Everyone, everybody die. Uh, 1992 was the year of the woman. How'd that go? <laughs> 1992, that was the year I graduated from high school. Yeah, this was following 1991, which was the year Anita Hill. Yes, yeah, so where they persecuted Anita Hill. Right. Where Joe Biden happily persecuted Anita mm-hmm, Hill, I'd mm-hmm. like to add. Yeah, Before right? people talk about what a great guy any of those people are. Oh, yeah, it's right there. on. It's very interesting because I remember the, that's how short the public memory is, mm-hmm. right? All these people are horrible. Mm-hmm. They have not changed that much. They've just been up there. They've been able to withstand... The change, mm-hmm. uh, and they're still there, and they'll be going out feed first, unfortunately. Yes, and a record number of women were elected to Congress that year. Four women winning Senate elections. Four. <laughs> and two dozen women elected f- to first terms in the House. 1994, the Violence Against Women Act uh, funds services for victims of rape and domestic violence and allows women to seek civil rights remedies for gender-related crimes. So, uh, just as a, an addendum to that, Katie and I did go yes. to see Lorena Bobbitt speak. Yes. Uh, about right. a week and a half ago at The Wing, which is a women's club, and they debuted the first of a four-part series about About uh, the Lorena Bobbitt story. The, the yeah. Lorena Bobbitt story. And she was amazing. Yeah. I hadn't known that she was an activist. So since uh, what happened to her happened, she has been working tirelessly within her community uh, to help women who are victims of domestic violence, of spousal rape, mm-hmm. who are trying to get on with their lives or move from difficult situations. So she's been doing a lot of work, like, on the on the quiet. Yes, on the for like at least 15 years, yeah. she's been counseling and advocating for women who are... In the Northern Virginia area, where right. she's from. Uh, where she, she refused to leave, which I thought was fantastic. She, yeah, she didn't leave the town. Yeah. She she kept her job. Yeah, she, she kept working. She kept working. She advocated, and she turned down millions yeah. in offers. To get to, her story out there. In all different ways, she turned down a million dollars from Playboy. Yeah. I mean, the Playboy, really? Yeah. But the <laughs> thing is, like, you know, she could have, like, really made some cash. I just feel like Playboy is not the somewhere. venue. I know. For really anything. Right, but she turned down. Yeah. The thing was, this was another impressive thing. She turned down so many offers to make so much money, continued to work for a living and help other people. Yeah. And this is one of the re- one of the reasons why she's decided to work with. Um, is it Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele, because they would handle the story in the they right way. They approached it sensibly. So yeah. we watched the first piece of it, and the fr- I just say the first 10, 15 minutes are quite funny. Yeah. And she also says herself, you know, there is humor in the story. Yeah. She, as horrifying as it is, there's humor in it. And she said, I can't deny the comedic parts yeah. of, the, of the whole story. I mean, story. she threw it out the window, a car window. Yeah. And landed in the field, and people had to go look for it. But she had, but, you know, people will go ahead and, and focus on that part of it, but in her story, and her testimony... Yeah, it was pretty gri- gripping. He, there were no signs of any abuse prior to the marriage. And once she was married to him, then he started with the shoving and mm. the punching. And everyone, there was, like, people saw it. People yeah. saw the bruises. They On saw her, her distress. And arms, yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's common, and it, as was common then, even if you called the police, it was a family matter. No one did anything about mm-hmm. it. People in the, uh, she was in a, kind of trapped in the marriage. Yeah. Uh, she was a young woman, an immigrant. He, he was military. He was military. He was a Marine. He yeah. was very strong, very fit. And he would rape her repeatedly, yeah. anally, yep. 
whenever he wanted to. Whenever he wanted to, and then he would laugh about it. Yep. And she was she'd be crying and screaming no. Which of course he's still denying. Yeah. Um so he's in the video or he's in the series as well, still <laughs> denying this stuff. Yeah. And this guy went on to have his penis reattached and then he badly, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had, was a or botched. He had some, no, he had some. No, it was attached, but then he had an enlargement. Yeah, and procedure. that didn't go well, right. or I don't know. It's like a Franken dick or something like that. And then he went to have a short career in pornography. Right. Yes. So she went on to. T- she got married. She has a child. She is working to help people, and she's kept her integrity yeah. intact. And I mean, and she looked fantastic. And she did. And she was great. Yeah, and she was a really good speaker. Anyway, so she talked about found, the violence against women. Yeah, so this in 1994, we found out the moderator who was talking about it said, uh, the case of Anita Hill, um, O.J. Simpson and Nicole Brown. Mm-hmm. And then Lorena and Bobbitt's Lorena case. Bobbitt's case is, are the things, they were the, the hallmarks that got this act, the Violence Against Women Act, to be put in place in 1994. So late in time. Mm-hmm. And we're still working on this stuff. And, you know, 1997, Madeleine Albright became the first female Secretary of State. Yep. Uh, 1907, I mean, sorry, 2007, Nancy Pelosi became the first female Speaker of the House. Mm. And then what I always find fascinating is when you look at some of the gentlemen who have occupied these positions, (laughs) they weren't shit. Yeah. You know, and then it's like... (laughs) I mean, we we still should be excited, but not only are these these women, but they're competent mm-hmm. women, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ninth, uh, sorry, two thousand nine, the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Restoration Act yeah. allows victims, usually women, of pay discrimination, to file a complaint with their government against their employer within one hundred and eighty days of their last paycheck. Yeah. D- very notorious to get your money, but it's still there. Yes. In place. Two thousand twelve, the Paycheck Fairness Act, meaning to mean meant. To fight gender discrimination in the workplace falls in the Senate on a party-line vote. Two years later, Republicans filibuster the bill twice. Why are they so against it? It's like, they're, you know, women are Republicans, too. Mm-hmm. 2013, the ban against women in military combat positions is removed. In 2013. Mm-hmm. I, that, to me, is one of the oddest things. I mean, you know how I'm not the most patriotic person, but if you want to take a bullet, who cares what your mm-hmm. orientation is? <laughs> yeah, and then as we all know, 2016, Hillary Rodham Clinton yeah. ran. And in a, in a blow to human rights everywhere, Trump yes. exists and is the president. Well, in 2017, Congress um, has a record number of women with 104 female House members. Wow. 21. Maybe we can actually get something positive done now. Yeah, 21. And not just for women, right. for humanity. For humanity, right? <laughs> 21 female senators... Yeah. Because the boys have not shown up well. They have not. <laughs> they have not, not doing well. They're not, they haven't. It's, they it's, haven't made the case. They haven't. For not, themselves. Sorry. You know. Maybe the good guys are going elsewhere. You know, I, and I love this, the good guys, because the idea, everybody thinks they're good. I mean, competent. Everybody thinks they're a good guy. All these guys think they're good by their yeah. own definition, because they have their own, their own self-regulating. Think, I think Dick Cheney knows he's not good, and he's just like, I'm doing what I can. <laughs> You know, every like, guy, every they can't guy be thinks that, that they're fine the way they are, and they have not made a budge to like 
learn about anybody outside of themselves. It must be shocking for them to see things written about themselves. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, huh? Well, yeah, I did vote. I mean, you know, I did drop N-bombs and F-bombs, and I did vote against but all I'm these great. things. But I'm a nice guy. I've got children. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm I beat, a father. I, I beat my wife rarely. Rarely. <laughs> Oh, no, only when provoked. Yeah, when she know, really needs When she it. really needs to be straightened out. Yeah. So uh, we, we celebrate women. Yeah. Um, speaking of celebrations in March, spring break. Woohoo! So spring break still happens. I don't know how people, young people can afford it. I don't know. What are they doing? It's just. Well, here's, what, here's one of the things that they're right. doing. And I think this is actually pretty cool. There's a spring break specialist. It's a, pa, Sal Padre Island is a place I'd heard about. It's in, uh, I believe it's in Texas. And it's a spring break destination, a domestic destination that you can get to. There are a lot of colleges um, in Texas, mm-hmm. and this is where a lot of the students go to, right, to mix it up. So they have a package deal here, a platinum, a gold, and a silver. This is per day, so per person, per night. Um, does not include taxes and fees. So, you know, those are probably going to add like 18 20% mm-hmm. onto it. So the platinum package for South Padre Island $110 per night. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of money for a student. Yeah. All right. $110 per night. A hotel room at a top-rated beachfront hotel. Top-rated? Top-rated. A hot buffet breakfast with an omelet station. That's nice. Party pass island clubs and beach parties. That's nice. A BYOB boat party. <laughs> BYOB? Oh, okay. I can't imagine what. Because you know when you're in college, you bring the weirdest liquors you can. You do. It's all like <laughs> it's, Everclear. Yes. It's all moonshine. But then shine. it's like if you see something what? really weird, you're like, you know what? A 12-pack of this uh, beer Rita <laughs> might be a good idea. Yeah, it's like some weird beer. Oh, that you start buying. And nowadays, it's yeah. even worse because they have a lot of mixed drinks in a can. I yeah. bought one when we were on vacation one time, immediately hurled. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was the worst experience I'd ever had. And I'm a seasoned drinker. Yeah, yeah. In any case. Um, so, a BYOB party boat, two, da- two daily meals included. Oh. Uh, three daily drinks included. Yep. Uh, parasail ticket and dolphin watch ticket. Yeah, you gave me a look at the three drinks. <laughs> I know, three <laughs> drinks. Are those all at breakfast? Yeah. That's $110. The gold package is 90 It is all of those things, but you don't get the parasail ticket. You don't get the dolphin ticket. And that's ninety bucks. Then for forty five dollars. Oh, what do you? Get I to know do? this would be me, right? This yeah. would be us on spring break at the forty five dollar. <laughs> Could share a room with a stranger. <laughs> yes. You get the hotel room, the hot buffet, the party pass, and the boat, and that's it. That's fine. You don't get the meals. Oh, yeah. Just go. go. You don't get the meals. And you don't get the drinks. Oh, you go to Taco Bell. You go to Taco and you, Bell, and, and you're going. You're getting a big gulp at Seven <laughs> Eleven and making drinking, it work. You drink it a forty in a paper bag. <laughs> yes, that's what you do. You're buying something that's in a can. It's called hooch, <laughs> uh, and it's fizzy. So that's actually not bad. So you have forty five dollars, ninety dollars, one hundred and ten dollars. I still feel like so. I guess that's you going for a, a week. Or a couple of days. Yes, yeah, so I still got to get there. Yeah, you still got to get there. You got to pay the taxes. And then you have to, for $45, you got to feed yourself. And you got to get yourself drunk. We yeah. always, as I always say, we stayed at, on campus. Because most of my friends, we were broke. And a lot of us had jobs. Mm-hmm. And the job was like, I don't care about your spring break. This movie theater is still rolling. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, these, this, take, this coffee still needs to be served. Yeah. Spring break. Yeah. You know? You can take a 15-minute break. 
So you play bass keys, drums, guitar, sing lead or rap, horns too. Looking for a place to go, Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 12. Funkadelic Studios, y'all. Fully equipped rehearsal studio. It's got everything you need to jam. What you waiting on? 209 West 40th Street. Come one, come all, and you can bring your bandmate, lover, or friend. Yeah, come prepare to jam. What do you have? Okay. Another thing that uh, happens in March is Earth Day. Yeah, Earth Day. Yes. I'm surprised that Trump hasn't closed that. I know. He's try- not only is he trying to destroy the Earth, but also the day <laughs> that goes along. No. If you're, it, yeah, you're against him if you celebrate Earth Day. Yeah. Right? It's- Make Earth great again. Yeah. So we all like the Earth. You know, where are you going to go? <laughs> we all like the earth. <laughs> where are you, where do you think you're going to go? I don't. Where does anyone think This is something go? that the older I get, the more confused I am by this hatred of the earth that people have. We're earthlings, people. Yes, earthlings. We the are. The clue is in the name. <laughs> Just like. I'm like not going anywhere. Ants and lions yeah. and dolphins. We we're came up here. out of the earth. Yeah, we're from the earth. We're from the earth. We, nobody Elon Musk here. is also from the earth. He is. He is. Okay, so let's. If, if, we're not going anywhere. No, I'm it's not. It's our Earth. Not anytime soon. Yeah. So here, here are some ways you can make a difference to protect the Mother protect Earth. The and stop trashing the place. Yeah. <laughs> Join Earth Day's network campaign to protect our species. Mm-hmm. Another campaign to end plastic pollution. Yes, it's a big problem now. That because China is no longer taking our recyclables, mm-hmm. we you may think you're recycling, but you should check and see. Oh, sh- yeah, because really? a lot of it is being sent to Chester, Pennsylvania, which is a low income neighborhood of people of color, immigrants, and oh, you know, out. women, and, and it gets burned there. Oh, so wow. check on it, people. Your municipality may, may be collecting stuff, and here you are dutifully, you know, rinsing things out and separating it, and they may be sending it to an incinerator. Wow. Because they cannot send it to China because China has said, we don't want your trash anymore, which is fair. Yeah. Why should they take it? Yeah. So instead of sending it to China, we send it to low-income communities and we burn it. And that's not good. Yeah. That's not good at all. And then Um, we take away their health care. So, you know, don't be poor is what I'm saying. (laughs) Man. Reduce your carbon footprint and take our carbon footprint quiz. So you can go online and see what you're doing and see how you're... One thing I'm trying to do, and it's small, is not drink soda. Okay. Because of the bottle. All right. And I've been drinking a lot of water, which you know I hate. You hate water. But it's good for me. It's good for the planet, man. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I have, I take, um. I have a water bottle. I have like a thermos and I take my coffee to work. Yeah, that makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. And I have a reusable straw at my desk. I, I have a. I bought a six-pack of reusable straws with a little uh, cleaner, and oh, I've yeah? been using them. I like it. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I have metal straws. It's also a weapon. Right. <laughs> uh, my town has gotten rid of plastic bags, so nice. now I have a reusable bag in my purse at all times. Also, a lot of places I've been going to, remember paper bags? They mm-hmm. work. Yeah. But they also charge you now 10 cents a bag. Fine. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, you can... Um, you could join a local park and or river and do it like a park, river, or beach cleanup. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. I did a beach cleanup one time, and do you know what I found the most of, which was really discouraging? What? Cigarette butts oh, yeah. and then bottle caps. Yeah. Not bottles, though. So people throw the bottle away. But the cap, for some reason, is thought right, of something that you can throw on the ground. 
<laughs> no, you because I mean? the bottles themselves are recyclable, and you get five cents for the bottle. The well, in this place, you, they weren't getting anything for the bottles. I just thought it was weird that people, like that candy wrappers. The only thing I was happy, because I had gloves on, obviously, mm-hmm. and like a stick. I was happy if I had to pick up a condom wrapper. I'm like, good. Somebody's Somebody. thinking ahead. <laughs> I'll pick up as many of these wrappers as possible. Yeah. It's fine. Use them. Use, Use them. them, people. Yeah. <laughs> Donate your old clothes um, yeah, instead of throwing that. them out. Use cloth towels instead of paper. Yeah, we're doing that. We're doing that because we're cheap. And <laughs> it boosts the planet. <laughs> um, change your car's air filter regularly. I would never think about something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Plant a tree or donate a tree. Mm-hmm. Some trees popped up in our neighborhood, and they have these little tags on them that you can scan. It says, I'm your new tree. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's a little bit aggressive, but, you know, it's still nice. <laughs> <laughs> Read documents online instead of printing them out. Yes, we are doing that now. Yeah, hey, we're, you know it. Finally oh. stepped into the 90s. We're both using tablets. I know. Uh, that's right, because uh, listeners, we used to print everything out and make notes on them, yep. which I still like to do. Yeah. But using a tablet is a little on. better. Yeah. Uh, grow your own organic garden. Compost. That's a tough one. Compost kitchen scraps. You know what I did? <laughs> there was some food that went bad. Okay. And I had this fit of like, I can't throw this in the garbage, but I can't eat it. Compost. I, I don't have a compost. You guys bin. don't have compost at home? No. Okay. I'm surprised. No. But uh, so I just went outside, kind of not on my block because I don't want the rats coming to my building. <laughs> you took it to somebody else's block. <laughs> I did. I was like, this isn't an answer either. <laughs> but I did it. I like that. This is not an answer. It's a better answer. It's not, it's yeah, not a um, good answer. Fix your leaky faucets and shower heads. Really? Hoboken seems like the kind of community that would do compost. Well, I think Hoboken is going extremely green all okay. the way around. There's like a big initiative. So to, maybe that's you know, coming. Yeah, I'm because sure Because that's, that's something that you really have to... What has happened in New York, as is what always happens in New York, we agitated for a long time for compost, mm-hmm. and everyone's doing it, and the city's like, we don't know what to do with all this compost. Mm-hmm. So they're using it for the parks, then that was too much. So I'm like, figure something out, guys. Yeah, because it, it's coming. It's valuable. Yeah, like in Hoboken, they have green buildings that they have. They grow um, plant life on, on top. On the roof? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It cuts down on bills. Uh, form a green team in your office and find cost-effective ways to conserve resources and okay. promote sustainability. I work from home. I'm working on that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Turn off the lights when you leave the room. Yeah. Get off my lawn. One thing that, unfortunately, because I'm trying to do be more green is... Ordering food is the worst thing you can do. So many of when I order food, I feel so bad because I end up with like 10 containers. Oh, yeah. So I've been trying to cut back on that. And actually, some of the uh, restaurants in our neighborhood use the biodegradable cardboard. Those plastic containers are great if you're going to use them again. But if you're ordering a lot of food, you end up with so many of them. And you start thinking, wow, this was for a curry. That was prepared, and it took me half an hour to eat. And now this piece of plastic is here for for eternity. Yes. I save those. I save them. I I try to use them them for stuff. But you know what I mean? They start to, when you get busy and you start ordering food a lot, they start to pile up. And it's just like, what am I going to do with this? Mm. I don't make this much soup. I have some information here about Mars, the Roman god of war. Not the Greek god. Yes. The Greek god was Ares. Yeah. The Roman god of war. He's second only to Jupiter and the Roman pantheon. And although most of the mythology about Mars obviously comes from Ares, like the Greek counterpart to it, but they thought of Mars as a more level-headed version of a god of war. (laughs) Like, a little more laid back. Yeah, because Mars, you know, uh, instead of 
it is aggressive, but instead of being like a it's fire prag- hose. Yeah, it's <laughs> pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. So they saw, the uh, Romans saw Mars as the pre- defender of the city of Rome. Mm-hmm. Not only the defender of the city, but of the entire Roman way mm-hmm, of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of festivals to him. And he was associated with both the wolf and the woodpecker. I don't, oh. when I think about animals that are fierce protectors, woodpecker doesn't come it's to mind. Not at all. I mean, maybe if you want to sound an alarm, or if you've got a couple of years and you want to take something down a peg. Yeah, I, I was surprised whenever I hear a woodpecker. I'm like, that's a woodpecker. Yeah, it's strange, because you think they, for some reason, they shouldn't be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, go, do, go do that elsewhere. Go yeah, to the Amazon. Yes, go to the Amazon Don't and do, do that. that. <laughs> Don't do it here in the, in the Northeast. Uh, so Mars is also the father of Romulus and Remus, the twin founders of Rome. The backstory is that Mars took advantage of, in a carnal way, while she was asleep, uh, Rhea Sylvia. Yeah. Uh, a Vestal Virgin. Yeah. Well, formerly a Vestal Virgin. And, her, and then in her dream, she felt she had a dream that she dropped a hairpin on the ground. That hairpin uh, generated two seeds, and those two mighty trees grew and covered everything. Okay. And that's like the beginning of Rome. Another um, myth about Mars, the god of war, is that he was tricked into marrying an older woman when he was trying to marry a young woman. And he got an old one. <laughs> and he no. got an old one. Boom. But he had to stay in it. Uh-huh. Because she was very... He shouldn't have been trying to trick the young woman in the first place. Yeah. Um, so fame, mm. So this uh, the switcheroo that Anna Perenna... I always think Anna Perenna, but it's not. And then Anna Perenna made. He was trying to get with Minerva, but Anna Perenna scuttled it, and he ended up being with her. Uh Uh, And then on the uh, the Ides of March, to commemorate this feminine uh, switcheroo, Uh young women would sing dirty songs. Really? On the Ides of March. No kidding. Yeah. To commemorate to this. To commemorate That's this kind of the switcheroo and or betrayal, however you want to look at it. So obviously March uh, or, the, or the month of Martius is named after the god. A lot of festivals are connected to Mars, uh, not just for war, but also for the harvest, for agriculture, for fertility. Um, and at one point it was also like the New Year's mm-hmm. was in March as well. So yeah, Mars, the god of war. Wow. Not Aries. Not Aries. Flying off the handle, left, right, right and center. But <laughs> the proper, stayed Roman god of war, Mars. Wow. So March. Yeah, I like that our, our months are named after the gods. Yeah. It makes it more interesting. I When I learned about the, the, the Greek and Roman gods, I could never figure out who was, which name was, yeah, was appropriate. Yeah, I confused. Yeah. All the time, so it was really frustrating. I love the stories and I love the I mythology, but the names always. I loved uh, Egyptian mytholo- the mythology and Greek mythology, but I will say that having when you read that stuff when you're young, that also just so stories all of the kind of um, the mythology. It shakes whatever faith you have because mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute. This is the same story. Yeah. Being it's the same told story. like through uh, multiple religions. Yeah. And this is what we have at the end of it. Yeah. One, one guy. Yeah. It's, what about the swans? It yeah. It, it's so funny. There, there it's it's the uh, the history of the or the story of the monomyth. Yeah. Of Joseph Campbell saying that all different cultures throughout time, all around the world, without speaking to each other, all have the same kind of stories told over and over because they're human stories. Yeah. And we're all basic when it comes down to it. Yeah, we're just a bunch <laughs> of basic, bunch of basic Beckys. And then, 
Right. So every religion has its own story with their uh, with the cast of characters, but it's the same story. Yeah. Told in another religion. Over and over. Again. I was you dis- can't. I was disappointed when I found that out in fourth grade <laughs> after putting together all my studies. I was like, oh. Okay, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh, it took me much longer because I was in a household that was of uh, staunch Catholics. Well, I was going to, I was not in a staunch household, but I was going to church a lot mm-hmm. and paying attention a lot and reading the Bible a lot. Okay. And the more you re- and you read the Bible at the same time that you read Bullfinch's mythology, you start to make connections. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it that way. All right, what do you have for March? Uh, so kind of con- in a continuation of the Earth Day theme, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of our favorite creatures on the planet that are in danger of being no more. I know. And we have to really protect them, and one of them is the elephant. They, I just read somewhere that they're thinking about harvesting elephants in... <laughs> in Petri dishes. No, in some... Uh, I'm not sure what country it was in Africa, but they're saying that they have too many elephants, mm. and they want to allow hunting again. People cannot help themselves. they got to kill... they got to kill things. they got to kill things. And, and, uh, elephants are the world's largest land animal. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Africa, the elephant's population has declined from 5 to 10 million in no- 1930 to around... 500,000 today. So this one country, and I can't remember the name of it, they were complaining because they have 130,000 elephants. And they're saying that's too many. But now you're telling me there's only 500,000 in the world. There's only 500,000 left. And there mm-hmm. used to be millions of them. There so used to what be are 10 we, million. Here's now it's a problem. There, oh, we have I many. think the problem is, is that because the, just like with wolves and anything else, we're competing for territory. Mm-hmm. We take up too much space. That's what I've come yeah, to. Yeah, we are. We're taking up too much space. We need to learn how to live in smaller areas, and we need to let the animals do their thing. Yes. Um, over 20,000 elephants are poached every year. Asian elephants have seen their numbers decline from 200,000 to about 40,000. There's not going to be any left. There, and instead of Asian elephants, we're going to have guys sprinkling powder on themselves, thinking it's an aphrodisiac. Yeah, and then people be... having tusks on their wall, thinking that that's cool. Yeah, and they're Instagramming themselves. Yeah, when you can 3D elephant. print that kind of stuff, right, using a polymer nowadays. Right. Um, the elephant's brain weighs about five kilograms. It's pretty big. It's the largest of any land animal, which gives them um, excellent storage, to, uh, memory storage. <laughs> I like that. Excellent storage. <laughs> Plenty of space. <laughs> Memory storage. And that's yes. why they never forget. You know, they have, they can recall things. Maybe that's the fear is that they don't forget. Yeah. And if you do something to one of them or their kin, they're like, they just, maybe they pass it down. They're like, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Elephants are one of the few animals on earth that can recognize themselves in a mirror. Really? So they have a sense of self. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Elephants have saved humans from drowning. They're capable. They're probably now thinking, why did we do that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We shouldn't have thrown more in. They're capable of complex thoughts and deep feelings, including love, anger, and sadness. I wonder if they could be sarcastic. (laughs) I would love that. I I mean, animal sarcasm would just end the day for me. I'd be like, I'm done, thanks. You're as sarcastic as an elephant. Yes. How would that manifest itself? I don't know. I don't know. If you, I mean, Greg and I talk about this all the time. There's some behaviors that if animals did them, we'd be so freaked out. Like, what if you were somewhere, say, on a safari, you're doing your thing. It's really quiet. There are a couple of elephants in the distance. You're talking about something. Maybe you crack a joke, and a couple of elephants giggle. I'm out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would love that. Even one 
snort anything that sounds like a response, a laugh, but I'm you, out. You know what? You're Done. you're looking for like a human sounding laugh. You don't know. They could be laughing. But what I'm saying is if they made a human sounding laugh. Because yeah. a lot of animals can mimic yeah. sounds. What if they were like, I'm going to uh-huh. let this guy know it was funny. Well, I, yes. Well, you know that rat mocked me out. Yes. There was a, just a, listeners, if you never heard the story, just really quick, there was a subway rat that lumbered out from a hole in the wall and walked towards my feet and I screamed. And it went, turned around and just lumbered slowly back into the hole. He's like, lady, you got problems? Yeah. But it made that sound. It was like, Yeah. He's like, yeah, look at you. Yeah. Okay, so back to the elephants, though. Okay. Why they matter. Um, Their role in the ecosystem, they're a keystone species playing um, an important role in maintaining the biodiversity of the ecosystem. They flatten forests. And dense grasslands. So this is what the people are complaining about. They're, like, they're flattening my crops. It's like, do they have to? They create habitats for smaller species. African elephants also dig water holes, which are used by the, by other animals. Elephants travel long distances in search of food, dispersing seeds containing their contained in their waste along the way, helping generate new green uh, plants and species. I don't understand how when there were millions of them that an area can even claim to be under threat from as few as 130,000. Mm-hmm. It, no, it makes no mm-hmm, sense mm-hmm. whatsoever. I don't know. I don't think, that, I don't think they're going to last. Unless something dramatic happens to humans, mm-hmm. and, you know, not to be morbid, but we haven't had a real plague in almost 100-some years now. And we're due. We're and overdue. We're due. Overdue for um, one. That's their only chance. I, because we won't stop. Even in areas where it doesn't seem like there has to be a lot of development, they still refuse to give over the land to um, the natural environment. I don't understand it. Uh, The biggest threats to the elephants are poaching, habitat loss, and climate change. Yeah, all us, basically. Yeah. Uh, So how to help join the movement to stop the ivory trade. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking up against trophy hunting, so really make some noise when you have um, when you see these asses with their guns and the dead elephants. The problem with these people is that they are not the kind. It's like with it's like getting a message to Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. right? You know, you're pissing in the evil wind. These people don't care about anything. They don't, and they are they're so desperate to kill these animals. And I just that's one of the things I just can't understand. Mm-hmm. Like that's where they we can't even have a conversation about it. Yeah. Um, protest elephant exhibitions such as like circuses and raw elephant back rides. Um, yeah, that's any kind of cruel. Is practice anyone like still that. do? I mean, I thought they pretty much gotten rid of elephants I, and circuses. I think so. I think they did, but just in case. Yeah, I, w- I would not be interested in that. And I wonder if young children. I wonder if children. I'll ask some children, some of my friends' kids. I wonder if they think that that is cruelty mm-hmm. that's off the bat because it took us a while, our generation, a while to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But I think young people now may be more attuned to that and don't think that it's normal for um, animals to be performing. Yeah, no, they don't. They definitely no. do not. Um, and one thing we can all do is practice sustainable tourism. Only travel with companies that are certified as sustainable. And if you see animals out. In the wild, make sure your interaction is respectful. Yeah. <laughs> don't, Unlike... don't call them out <laughs> on the pavement. <laughs> Back um, in New Jersey, there's a, there's a mountain range, the Ramapo Mountains. Ah, and there's Bigfoot in those mountains. Bigfoot's in there, right. And also there are bears. Yeah. 
and there's a college nearby, and the students there are feeding the bears so they can get selfies with bears. Are they insane? So now bears are not really scared of people. And they're coming onto campus. And they're no, they're just like hikers. Okay. I was thinking they'd be in a enrolled. It's a great a place class. to hike and to be out in nature, but now you it's have dangerous. To, it's dangerous because the bears will come up to you. Why do people food. do like there has to be some kind of an understanding. Maybe we need to teach people uh, more about how to interact with animals in nature. Because you can be in the same location as a bear. Mm-hmm. You just mind your own business. And they will mind their own business. And they will go on as normal. Yeah. Uh, there was I was teaching a class on pre-Columbian um, civilization. And the colonists, when they came to the United States and they pushed across to the, to what would be the United States, they pushed across to the West Coast... They wrote in their notes that they couldn't believe how the animals and people coexisted. And it was only until they started to hunt them dramatically with mm-hmm. guns that then animals became more fearful of people, oh, but also wow. willing to attack people. Because what they observed, apparently, was the Native Americans and animals just kind of in the same spaces together. Wow. Minding their own business. Which is hard to understand. Except that, think about some of the animals that, like deer. Yeah. You know, so that could be, you could you could interact with wolves in the same way that you could interact with deer. They'll just be around doing their thing, mm-hmm. you're doing your thing. You don't have anything to do with each other. Right. Right, you're just creatures living in the environment. Right. Uh, that's over. Right. <laughs> Now, any animal that sees a human should either run or should attack it and just, you know, call it a day. Exactly. Because there's no there's no reason for them to think that we are um, going to do anything but harm them or destroy their environment. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What do I have for, for March? Oh, I would be remiss okay. if I did not bring up a Hallmark Channel TV original. Okay. This one, I think it's for March. I'm 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 saying that because in March we think about St. Patrick's Day and we think about St. Patrick's Day we think about beer, uh, leprechauns mm-hmm. and rainbows. Okay. And this is they're not saying it's for March, but I mean for St. Patrick's Day, but it's love under the rainbow. <laughs> uh, Lucy wasn't sure if she would find true love. She wasn't. Because she's like almost 30, looks like in the picture. Until Jack moves into town with his daughter, Sophie. He's a single dad. Okay. I'm, I'm sure the wife is dead. Long dead. Dead. And it's very sad. Yeah. Together, they teach her. So Sophie, the daughter, and the, the father together teach this woman who's approaching 30 uh, that it's never too late to start chasing rainbows. It's never too late to chase a rainbow. <laughs> yes. Okay. Starring Jodie Sweetin and David Hayden Jones. Oh, Jodie Sweetin. This is she's going to be the, the new queen of uh, Hallmark. Well, she was in Full House. Oh, okay. That's why I remember her. Yeah. Okay, so she's past thirty. Yeah. She's looking at thirty in the rearview mirror. Maybe that's why they say it's never too late. Never too Even late. Even if you're thirty-seven, it's never too late <sighs> to start chasing rainbows. Love under the rainbow. <laughs> Hallmark. Even if you're 37. Even if you're 37, (laughs) yeah. Even if you are a single white woman over 35. Well, it's never never too too late late to chase a rainbow. To chase a rainbow. And then speaking of St. Patrick's Day, we all know about St. Patrick's Day, but very few people know about St. Erhu's Day. Erho. This is a Finnish. (laughs) St. Erho. Um, It is a. Origins come from Virginia, Minnesota, and it is a Finnish-American celebration. Oh, boy. And apparently, um, it's about St. Erhu. Uh, <laughs> some people say it's made up, but anyway. It's it's a story of a boy named Erhu, 
who got strong on sour milk and fish soup. And then he so, decides he to got chase. Strong on that? <laughs> he got he grew up strong as a big because boy. Because of sour milk and fish sour soup. Milk. It's finished. Uh, in the original story, <laughs> just... who chases out frogs from the area. But then later on, they decide to change it to grasshoppers. Grasshoppers the size of dogs, apparently. Well. <laughs> and he chases those out of They're town. scary. Like a big one? Uh, They're scary. So they say today, St. Erhu, the tradition is carried out in Finnish American communities, and it's an extra day of rally celebration, and it, I think it's the day before St. Patrick's Day. So and it's then they day. sleep it off on St. Patrick's Day. Is what so Erhu drove the grasshoppers, giant grasshoppers, out of Finland. Or Finnish American areas. <laughs> it's not clear. Not and clear. they celebrate with sour milk and fish soup. They, no, they celebrate by getting loaded. Oh, okay. So they, they get loaded because they how changed else can you it. Eat that soup? Well, they changed it from chasing out frogs to chasing out grasshoppers because apparently grasshoppers were consuming grape crop. Oh. And thereby cheating the Finns out of their wine. Yeah. So oh. this guy chased the grasshoppers. And in every version I've read, the grasshoppers are getting bigger. The one is like grasshoppers the size of mice, then rats, then a dog, oh, yeah. you know, then a small baby, a horse, whatever. So they celebrated by drinking the wine that would have been destroyed had the grasshoppers not been chased out of Finland mm-hmm. and or Finnish American areas. <laughs> and it is the day before St. Patrick's Day. All right. Well, so we'll have to get two our- days of celebration. Day one, or who's Saint, first day, wine, second day, St. Patrick's Day beer. This is, get your Urhu on. Get your Urhu on. The legendary patron saint of Finland nice. that I'm sure no one in Finland has ever heard of. This sounds like an American holiday. Yeah. But you can celebrate it in March. All right. What, uh, March 16th. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to lift a uh, glass of wine. I mean, I'm sure you'll be lifting a glass. Just make sure it's for St. Urhu. Okay. <laughs> Uh, one thing we have to talk about is uh, the spring equinox. Okay, yeah, it's coming up. So that's the day of equal sunlight and equal darkness. Okay, equality. Yeah. <laughs> so that's happening in March. Light equality. And it also means it's a good time to work with fairies who okay. tend to hang out in liminal spaces. To work with them? With, with the fairies, okay. yes. Instead of against. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, the equinox has been, uh, has been celebrated all over the world for centuries. Um, it's the time of like the Christian Easter and the Jewish Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as pagan celebrations go, spring equinox is known as Ostara. Okay. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> named after the German. Maybe Druid's going to come or pagan going to be like, this is ridiculous. It is named after the Germanic lunar goddess who mated with a fertility god and gave birth at winter solstice, also referred to as Yule. Wow, that's right. Yule comes up a lot. Yule, yeah, nine months after the solstice is Yule. Of course, is born, Yule. So, anyway, this equinox is the time of balance, equilibrium, a reminder to reset, to soften. (laughs) To soften? (laughs) We interpret that as moisturize. (laughs) To look towards the light and bask in the radiance of the sun. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. And a time of fertility and new beginnings, and it's the perfect time to work with the fairies. Okay. So the fairies are known as little people or the fae, and they exist all over the world. And they're classified by where they live as much as by their appearance and their friendliness towards humans. Okay. So, and fairies are thought to live in the in-between 
where the so anywhere there where there's an in between, so where the shore meets the water. Oh, okay. Okay, where the field meets the forest. Mm-hmm. Where the night meets the day. Where the ship hits the fan. <laughs> they are there. So they can uh, inhabit the edge of two worlds, including human homes mm-hmm. and trees and woodland groves and underwater kingdoms. Okay. So is there sometimes they're written off as um, they're written off. <laughs> even though they're in every culture, sometimes they're seen as angels or goblins. Mm-hmm. Well, Otherwise, um, like stuff them. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And there are many who believe that fairies exist and be seen, and they appear as we choose to see them, big or small, mm-hmm. boy or girl. Okay. But rarely are they... Are you okay? <laughs> but rarely are they winged. Really? Rarely are they winged. They are almost weather. always winged I know. When, when they're portrayed. I know. That's why this article says they rarely How do are. they get around? Cab? Okay. They hoof it? <laughs> Prance? So, their fairies are more elementals, or energies um, correlated with each direction of north, west, east. And then south. South. The other one. <laughs> and they have their own unique traits. There are brownies, mm-hmm. who are lovable. Those are the good ones. Yeah, they're lovable domestic fairies who delight in helping out around the house. Not these international fairies. <laughs> Make fairies great again. American fairies only. You know? <laughs> they also dislike cats. Brownies do. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so no cats. That's out. I um, feel like that's not a good thing. I feel like a cat could probably eat a brownie, and maybe that's why we don't have so many left. That's probably why. <laughs> There's so many cats. It's either people. him or me. Yeah. There, there is the wild frauen who live in the woods in Germanic and Scandinavian forests. Okay. Um, for the Rhineland. <laughs> Fairies for the fatherland. Okay, so to, uh, to enhance your chances of meeting a fairy... Mm-hmm. How do I know I haven't already met one? Yeah, they don't know. have wings. They're just small. You can carry a four-leaf clover or wear um, lapis lazuli gemstones. Okay. And so you can you can start searching out a few days before. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, those are my chances. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you do. Okay, a pendant like... or a four-leaf clover. <laughs> sure. Right. Great. Yeah. And find a space outside where you can sit and meditate comfortably and allow yourself to pass between the realms. So okay. if you're like half... Fan, like, half shit. What is it? Half? <laughs> no, but if you're half like... If you're meditating, then you're half in one world, half in another. Ah. So you're putting yourself in a state. Okay. Half um, awake, half asleep. Yes. So you, <laughs> you can honor a fairy by um, giving them a little gift. Okay. And but and fairies like Any tips you can on? yeah you can pick up you can like clean up the earth you so pick up cigarette butts like okay. the stuff that you were doing oh I must be besieged by fairies oh yeah then. fairies must would be really happy yeah. and they'll do something for you in return um, sometimes you'll it's like a cool blast of air on a hot day well, that seems like something that would happen anyway it's like they're taking credit for <laughs> natural phenomena oh uh, yeah but fairies have their own likes and dislikes just like people okay they have peeves. <laughs> Peeves, yes. So, they like a tidiness, order, and cleanliness. Mm-hmm. If you want them in your house, if you do want them to come to your house, you should clean it and then put out little bread or cake. Same goes evening. for me. If you want me to come to your house, <laughs> you don't have to wait till evening for the bread or cake. Yeah. Um, then you put out milk or water in the evening in a thimble, but not made of iron or steel. They don't like iron or steel. They like a drink. 
They like glittery, shiny things like bells and marbles and jewelry. Again, no iron or steel. Again, yes, clearly. Play music, light, happy music. Even singing in the shower can draw them in. No, no thanks. Low light. They are most often seen at dusk or dawn. You can have a candle out or something, and then they'll probably come by. But they don't like iron things. Clutter. (laughs) That's very specific. All right, they don't like clutter. (laughs) They don't like stacks of things that haven't been sorted. Okay. Maybe Marie Kondo's a fairy. (laughs) Maybe. You know. Uh, They like some bells, their own bells, but if your cat wears a bell... Or if you have a rude alarm clock or something like that, it drives away the fairies. A rude alarm clock. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like it. All right. Well, um, however you guys are enjoying your march, uh, you know, get, get forth and do it. Yeah. March 4th. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. the metal yeah they are wedged neatly in the any crevice you can think of fairies are there